What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Mafia podcast, NBA edition. We are in the middle of our NBA team mini-series where we are giving an off-season preview for each and every organization. Right now, we're making our way through the teams that were eliminated in the bubble. So, we are going to be discussing the Sacramento Kings today. My name is Jordan Jaika, a.k.a. Dr. Fantasy, and I am here with my co-host, The Fantasy Caveman. So, before we dive into some deep specifics, I will give you a quick recap of the King season. One of the first teams eliminated, well, actually not really in the bubble. The Western Conference was very competitive till the very end. I think the Kings were one of those teams that really everybody forgot were even in the bubble. But, you know, they had a solid season. I I think it was surprising to a lot of people that they were even in the playoff hunt. So solid Mm -hmm. season overall. They went 31 and 41. They were the 12th seed in the West, which sounds not great, but they were only a few games out of a playoff spot. So really successful season, I would say, for them. Luke Walton was in his first season as the Kings head coach. Coming over after a bumpy ride with the Lakers, <laughs> but I think this is more Luke Walton's uh, right. strength here. A lot yeah. of people in the league know him as a guy that develops young talent, and that's kind of where the Kings are at right now. So I think this is a good spot for him. He can develop as this team develops. So uh, we'll, I'll dive into their season leaders here, and then Caveman can tell you who he was impressed with. But De'Aaron Fox was their points leader at 21.1 points. Buddy Heald was right behind him at 19.2. Bogdan Bogdanovic was 15.1 points. Harrison Barnes in his billion-dollar contract, 14.5 points. <laughs> Marvin Bagley didn't play uh, many games, but looked solid when he did, averaging over 14 points. Rashawn Holmes also dealt with some injuries, but 12.3 points. Uh, looks like he could be a legitimate center in this league. Uh, Rashawn Holmes also led the team in rebounds at 8.1. Bagley was second technically. He only played 13 games, but 7.5 rebounds. Bichalika had 6.4 rebounds. Alex Len at 6.1. Those are all their rebound leaders. De'Aaron Fox, the superstar of this team, not in the league, but of this team right now, 6.8 assists led the team. Also, 1.5 steals was tops for the Kings. Kent Bazmore, a really savvy veteran defensive guy who I've always liked off the bench. Mm-hmm. Second with 1.2 steals. Bogdanovic, once again, 1.2 steals. Buddy Heald chipping in a steal as well. So they had quite a few guys that actually average over a steal, which going through this we haven't seen with a lot of teams. But yeah. uh, better defensively than a lot of people give them credit for. And I think, once again, that's Luke Walton's mindset coming in here is to build a strong defensive team. So... Uh, impressive first season for him. Then uh, Rashawn Holmes also led the team in blocks as 1.3, and Alex Len right behind him with one. So who stuck out to you this season for the Kings, Caveman? All right. Uh, I think you got to – when you obviously the obvious answer here is De'Aaron Fox, I think. Coming into the season, you know, it was kind of, you know – it's a matter of can he continue to, you know, evolve and continue to be a, uh, continue on his path to superstar, superstardom. And I was looking at, he had a, so his PER this year was 20.6, which is, which was up from 18.1 last year. And the 20.6 PER was seventh among 
seventh in the league among point guards. Mm-hmm. And then you're really start you're really uh really you really seeing his efficiency there. Uh, so like you said, on the season in the average twenty one points and seven assists, and he was even more impressive in the bubble. You know, in in the bubble he averaged twenty five points, seven assists, three rebounds, and two steals in, inside the bubble. I think he really. I think he really continued to show his uh, potential in the bubble there. I kind of like how I kind of like what they have in him, and you know, kind of the whole roster going forward. But another another guy, and I kind of want to get your thoughts on this guy here, and that's uh, and that's Buddy Heel. I don't. I think a lot of like I didn't realize this when I was looking him up. He's been in the league a while now. Like he's mm-hmm. twenty seven. I mean, he. I mean, yeah, he kind of. He was kind of older entering the league. I think he entered the league at like twenty three or twenty four. But you look at it now. He's. Th- I think this was his third or fourth season already, and I. I don't know what exactly happened to him. I mean, he 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 did average almost twenty points, but he didn't. It wasn't a very good looking twenty points. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I'll say that much. Uh, so what do you? And I've been hearing a lot of off-season rumors. Remember, he's he's about to start that mega contract. He's ma- he's he's gonna be making almost twenty. He's gonna be making almost twenty-five million next season. Yeah. And this is a guy that, you know, Luke Walton benched partway through the year in favor of, of Bog Bogdan, and Heald has very much voiced his displeasure about his role on the team. In, in general, and his play continued in the bubble. It was it was even worse. So what what do you what do you think about Buddy Heald? Do you think the Canes should look to trade Buddy Heald, or what 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 do you what are you thinking about his situation there? Yeah, based on the team that they're trying to build, and I actually like De'Aaron Fox quite a bit because he's mm-hmm. the kind of guy that plays very gritty and he's a high energy player and i think that he's a very passionate guy and i mean i think that's what the kings are trying to build and i think organizations like this that have struggled for a while need guys like the aaron fox that just have that winning mindset so uh, buddy yield i think the problem is he doesn't play great defense uh so i don't yeah. So I don't think that he fits into the picture that they're looking at long term, which is one of the reasons I think he got benched because you look at his numbers and you say, man, you know, he really scored. But I mean, he's a three point. It was such an up and down season because he started off really hot. He won the three point championship at the all star break. He uh, and then all of a sudden he got benched. So it was a very up and down year for him. But I mean, to me, I think he's more of like a Jamal Crawford kind of guy than a guy that you want in your starting five. So there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, Jamal Crawford's been a an elite mm-hmm. bench scorer for what seems like 50 years now. So yeah. I think that Buddy Yield's long term potential is one of the best six man men in the league. A guy that you bring off the bench when you need some scoring and uh, he can play effective minutes for you. But yeah, I mean, I read some of those rumors. I've always said when there's smoke, there's fire. So realistically, at some point, you're probably going to see Buddy Yield on his way out. I'm assuming they get a pretty decent return for him just because we've talked about this before. Shooting's at a premium in this league. So somebody will pay up to have Buddy Yield. And if he already isn't happy with the direction that the Kings are going in, 
I, if I'm the Kings, I'm cutting him loose as quickly as I can and getting the best return that I can. Uh, you know, I could see a team like the Spurs maybe overpaying for him, not to put in their starting lineup, but they have no shooting. So, I mean, this is the kind yeah. of guy they could have come off the bench for him and play some valuable. Not that I'd want him on the Spurs. That was just the first example because that's our next episode. So they're on my <laughs> mind. So, uh, But it's true, though. They don't have a lot of shooting, so he could slide right in there. So, um, But, yeah, I don't think he fits in long term with what the Kings are trying to build. Yeah, I mean, the only thing about the Spurs is does he the type of guy that he is, do you, I don't think he really fits the Spurs mold of player. Like, not even close. <laughs> yeah. Uh. But actually, interesting to talk about his three point shooting. He'll actually holds the NBA records for NBA record for most three pointers made through the four, first four seasons of his career. Yeah. So he is, he can shoot. But I think yeah, that, that was not that was never a problem this season. Uh, the defense just wasn't there at all he like it doesn't like i saw i watched a few kings games this year with him playing and he like he would be he would be you know who he would go go good on the houston rockets oh gosh yeah i mean honestly yeah i mean that's I exactly mean, to be honest you know hey pair him with russell westbrook and james harden as another elite scorer I mean, for the Rockets, they're just trying to say, screw defense, and we're going to shoot our way to a championship. You know, Buddy Heald fits that. Yeah. I uh, I mean, the hardest part's going to be that contract. I mean, who's yeah. going to want to take that on, honestly? So. For, like, the next, like, four years or something like that? Yeah, four years here. Yep, the last year, it's only $18 million. Only, I say, only $18 million. But, yeah, um, pretty big deal there. So, yeah, I, I think that'll be hard to move on from. I'm not sure what the Rockets' cap situation is off the top of my head. They, uh, they have a, good, considering they're paying Harden and Westbrook. Yeah, they're, they don't have a ton of room, but they could probably cut some of their uh, bench guys and make some room for them. But either way, that'll be interesting to monitor. I mean, I mentioned it before. I'm kind of interested to see if a lot of these players move this offseason because we have a really short offseason. Yeah. So, you know, if uh, the Spurs, for example, were looking to get draft picks, I mean, they don't have very long to decide on whether they want to make that move or not because the draft is five days after the season or seven days after the season, whatever the exact number is. So uh, let's kind of look at their depth chart a little bit here. Already mentioned quite a few of these guys, but De'Aaron Fox currently at the point. Bogdan Bogdanovic at the two. Well, behind, I guess I'll mention who's behind De'Aaron Fox at the point as well. Corey Joseph, Yogi Ferrell. Um, Corey Joseph's actually been a really solid bench point guard, so a decent depth there. Bogdanovic is starting at the two. Buddy Heald was coming off the bench behind him. He had Kent Bazmore, who I mentioned, also a free agent as of right now, but... Uh, I, I love him. He's a gritty veteran off the bench. At the three, you have Harrison Barnes and his nice size contract. Once again, Basmore uh, backing him up. At the four, you have Belika uh, with Barnes behind him. And Jabari Parker was actually on the roster this season. Uh, he didn't play very many minutes. Yeah, what a disappointment Jabari Parker's been. I know a lot of people were so high on him. I mean, I think, I mean, kind of hits home being as if he was draft number two overall by my bucks, but he just hasn't been able to stay healthy. That's been his biggest 
That's been his, he just hasn't, he's torn, I think he's torn his ACL at least six or seven times since he's been in the league. He just can't stay healthy. Yeah, I mean, he had a few seasons with the Bucks. Like, I, the one year, and I look, I'm looking at it right now, he averaged over 20 points. So when he's yeah. been on the floor, he has shown that he can score. It's crazy, though. Do you know how old Jabari Parker is? If you had to guess. I had to guess, what, like 27, 28? He's only 25 still. Damn. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's crazy to think. I didn't realize that. Well, I mean, if he can stay healthy, he's still. I think he still has a chance to have a... A, a solid NBA career. He just has to stay healthy. Yeah, I uh, I would think so as well. So they also have Marvin Bagley, who I mentioned, one of the top picks from what two years ago now. He yeah. uh, he's still only twenty years old as well. So not time to give up on him, but he's got to stay healthy. He's looked good when he's on the court though. So he's another one of those guys. It's just a matter of staying on the court. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the five, they had Rashawn Holmes, who I mentioned. Harry Giles, who actually was also very good when Rashawn Holmes was out. So yep. they actually, uh, and Alex Len behind him. So they're actually kind of set at the five right now. They're a big man. They yep. have uh, plenty of guys that can perform. All very strong defenders, which you're yep. noticing a theme there. So yep. uh, I kind of, I like uh, their depth there. But any uh, notes on this depth chart? Uh, no, uh... Not really. I think uh, I I think they're set. They're set pretty much at the point guard position with Fox Holmes. As long as long as Holmes as long as Holmes stays healthy, and you mentioned Barnes in that contract. Well, while while his contract is is not ideal, he was very he was a very solid player for him this year. Yeah. So at least at least he just wasn't a veteran making a ton of money that didn't do crap. At yeah. least he had he he did perform at a pretty solid level this season. Yeah. Probably not twenty two million dollars worth no, yeah, I mean you know, he wasn't terrible. He wasn't terrible. Um so yeah, most likely if Bagley is healthy, he'll probably be starting and Balika will uh, be coming off the bench, I guess I would say, but uh, let's talk about a few of their free agents this offseason. A few names that we've already mentioned, but Kent Bazemore is a free agent. He made $19 million last season, which is kind of insane. He's not going to make anywhere near that. I don't know why he got that deal to begin with, but, you know, what do I know? I'm not a GM. Uh, Bogdan Bogdanovic, uh, also a free agent, made $8.5 million last year. Alex Len, another uh, big guy depth piece that I mentioned Yogi Farrell, their third point guard. Harry Giles is a free agent. Corey Brewers on their roster, technically. Um, then their two tryout guys, just for you, Daquan Jeffries and Kyle Guy. So, um, anyone that you think they need to retain this offseason? And you had you went deeper than me. I don't even have I don't even have them. On, I don't even have those two guys on my list. You're welcome. Uh, well, just quick mention, uh, Bogdan is a restricted free agent. Uh, so we'll have to kind of see, you know, I think they're gonna, I think with the Kings, they're going to kind of wait and see what kind of offer sheet somebody else offers him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bagley has a club, Bagley actually has a club option for $7.9 million. So I'm wondering, you know, that, I mean, what... I'm not. I'm not really sure. You know, I I think they pick that up, but you just never. 
you never know there. Uh, Jabari Parker, who we've talked about a bit, has a player option for six and a half. I'd be very surprised if you didn't hmm. pick it up. I would too. Uh, and then, this is like the easiest no-brainer in history. De'Aaron Fox has a club option for five and a half. Yeah, I wonder. That's the thing. I think that's the thing going into. I think they're going to. I think this offseason, I think they're going to lock up uh, De'Aaron Fox to a long term contract this offseason. I think that's going to be something they do. Because otherwise, they're not going to lose De'Aaron Fox. Uh, Then there's guys that. So if you think about it, there are a couple of. uh, Their big man situation is actually a little interesting because you got Holmes who. Had trouble staying healthy this season. Uh, and then there, there are two guys behind him, Alex Len, Harry Giles, are both free agents. Mm-hmm. So that's an interesting uh, situation that they're going to have to address it. Do they resign everybody? You know, what do they kind of do there? So, uh, but uh, going through, I think Bazemore is going to fall out of their price range. I don't think they're going to bring, he's going to be back with them next season. Um, Bogdanovich, I'm interested. I would like to see them resign him, but I think they're he's the type of guy where some team's gonna throw some crazy money at him that the Kings are just gonna pass on and say no, thank you. Uh, I I actually think if Jabari Parker stays healthy, I think he's a solid. I think he could be a solid player for the Kings. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think he has to stay healthy, so I think we'll we'll see what happens there. Uh, they they better lock up De'Aaron Fox. He's I mean that's that's no you lock him up. So yeah, I think those are kind of the important guys there. Yeah, I th- I think that this will probably be the off season they extend De'Aaron Fox, and that's their future. So uh, I mean, there's no reason that they shouldn't. I think the guard position's a little interesting with Bogdanovic, Buddy Heald, Kent Bazemore. I mean, it's possible all three of those guys could be off the roster next season. Um, I wouldn't expect that to be the case. I actually think they will try to retain Bazemore, depending on what the price is. They have a ton of cap space. They have the 22nd highest payroll, so they're kind of towards the bottom of the league right now. So they do have some cap flexibility. Obviously, with if they sign De'Aaron Fox to a big max deal, that's going to uh, skyrocket, but... If uh, they don't sign Bogdanovic, I would expect them to retain Buddy Yield, and if they trade Buddy Yield, I would expect them to retain Bogdanovic. So yeah, I don't think you're going to see both of them on the roster next season. Like I said, Kent Bazemore kind of fits into what they're doing. Uh, you know, the Kings are kind of interesting because their team isn't that young, honestly. I mean, when you look at De'Aaron Fox, he's only 22, I believe, but all the other guys, Barnes, Bogdanovic, they're in that 27, 28-year-old range. Bagley's still young at 21. Holmes is 26. So, I mean, they have some youth, but they're not just a team that has a bunch of 23-year-olds like the Pelicans yep. right now. Yep. Uh, you know, it's they're built kind of differently, and I think they have that stigma of being really young, but they're honestly not as young as people think. I would expect them to keep Bagley. Like I said, uh, I don't think it's time to quite give up on him yet at 21. Maybe, I think it's a big season for him, though, because if he's only there one more year, I mean, he's fighting for a contract and to prove that he belongs in this league. So I'd expect them to retain him. 
Uh, same with Giles and Len. Most likely, they're not going to retain both of them. It's probably one or the other. Me, personally, I'd take the youth with Giles. Uh, not that Len hasn't been a, a great backup center and uh, with the few organizations he's been a part of, but I'd personally probably pick the youth, and I liked what I saw from Giles when Holmes went down last year. So they have a couple of interesting decisions, depending on most likely some of their depth pieces are going to be gone. So we'll have to see what they do uh, in terms of signing those guys long-term or keeping them short-term. So well, let's look at their off-season needs. Uh, what do you think, uh, based on if who you think is going to leave and who they're not going to re-sign, what do you think their biggest needs are this off-season? Uh, I think I really, honestly, I think the biggest thing, I think one of the biggest things is that not really a need, but it might be depending on their what they do with their uh, big men at uh, center position. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like Rashawn Holmes. I like what I saw from him this season, but he also missed 25 games due to injury this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I don't think it's very smart of them to go into the season relying on him to be their uh, primary... Uh, guy to handle the bulk of the work. I think you want to have some depth behind him, and to, they need. I, it means they need to sign. Yeah, like I said, they need to re-sign either Leonard Giles. Obviously, you can't let them both walk. Uh, so they got to re-sign one of them. Uh, and I think also their their win their win depth. I mean, they have. I mean, the guys. They have a lot of they have a lot of question marks, and they're not be able to retain. Like I said they're not going to retain Buddy Heald and Kent Bazemore. Uh, I don't think both of them are going to be on the roster. So if they only keep one of them, I think you look at behind those two guys. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of shaky there. They're a very interesting situation. Like if you look at if they retain a couple of these guys, they're like. They don't really have a glaring weakness to say, okay, you they have to address this. Like they have a lot of they, they they'll have a question marks only if they don't retain some of their guys. Like if they retain some of these guys, then you're looking at it and saying they don't really don't have a lot of question marks. So I think that's the uh, still weird that's the uh so weirdest uh kind of weird situation here. Yeah, yeah. I'm reading some potential Buddy Heald trade scenarios right now, and some of them are kind of funny to read. But I kind of agree with what she said in terms of when you look at this roster as a whole, let's just say in theory they retained everybody. I mean, honestly, it's not a bad roster, but it's just not one of those rosters that's going to win you a championship. Yeah, maybe kind of similar to this year, they'll compete for one of the last spots in the West, but they need more oomph for me. So, I mean, they, it, it just can't be the De'Aaron Fox show. I really think they're going to have to try to pair him off with somebody else. When you look at this draft class, this is not the draft class to do that, to find that superstar to pair with De'Aaron Fox. So I think they may be out of luck. They have the 12th pick right now. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see what they do. I wouldn't be surprised if they took one of those defensive-minded wings. And you mentioned it. That's probably a spot where they could use more depth, especially if they lose Basmore. They need kind of that gritty defensive uh, mindset. So we've talked about guys like Sadiq Bey before, Isaac Okoro. And at the 12th pick, they're probably going to be looking in that direction, somebody very strong defensively. So 
that's what I would expect them to target. If they don't retain some of the, their big men, maybe you see them even, you know, because it's possible Bagley might not be there. If Giles Len, if all those guys left, you might see them going in the direction of getting a guy like Precious Achua or someone in that range. But uh, realistically, they're probably going to go in uh, the defensive way. So for me personally, I'm going to say this quite a bit, but in a class where I think it's very weak, I'm very high on Cole Anthony only because I think he's very boomer bust a hundred percent. I'll acknowledge that, but I think he has more star potential than a lot of these guys that are going in that 12 to 20 range. And I've seen Cole Anthony kind of fall between 10 to 15 in a lot of mocks. And honestly, if I'm one of those teams, I'm taking a chance on Cole Anthony because, and I know some of these teams are probably going to want to be safe, but let's be honest. If Sadiq Bey turns out to be a solid three and D guy, just a, a good guy to put in your starting lineup or a strong sixth man, that's not taking the Kings anywhere, honestly. I mean, it's putting them kind of in the same situation they're in this year. Cole Anthony, if he lives up to his offensive potential, can be a difference maker. And uh, I kind of like it because I, I saw Cole Anthony with the ball in his hands at North Carolina, and I did not like what I saw. I think he really <laughs> needs to go to a team where he can play off the ball, even though ideally his size isn't meant for that. Um, yeah. I think that you can see, you know, De'Aaron Fox should have the ball in his hands where Cole Anthony should play off. So I, I if I was the Kings, I actually would take a chance on Cole Anthony just because I think they need a more oomph. I need, they need more star power. And even if Cole Anthony busts, you know, I would still take the chance personally. That's just me because I don't think I think a lot of these teams to play to play to be competitive. I would play to win a championship. And I don't think Sadiq Bey is the kind of guy that launches you into a championship uh, the, the uh, category. Bay hate, the, the Sadiq Bey hate hour, man. Yeah, I guess. I mean, Sadiq Bey is like a perfect guy, I think, for like I'm trying to think of a good team like the Thunder, honestly, like a team that's already pretty good. That's just looking for more defensive grit. Like, but I don't just I just don't see Sadiq Bey being a, a star in this league. I think he's just a solid role player. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I think they need to try to because realistically, they're never going to be able to recruit a second star next to De'Aaron Fox, who's going to want to come to the Kings. I mean, that's the reality here. So they're probably going to have to draft a guy. So I think they need to take their chances to try to build this thing. Otherwise, De'Aaron Fox is going to go many years without making a playoff appearance, in my opinion. (laughs) I mean, yeah. I mean, you kind of... Yeah, the Kings are kind of... I think a lot of their, their draft target or their free agent target... A lot of it just depends on who they retain as their guys right now, I think. Uh, I actually think they would be smart to surround De'Aaron Fox with some more shooters. Because mm-hmm. uh, they, they, he, can, he can get guys the ball, but these guys are going to have to make the shots. And I think, I, one, I mean, I have Sadiq Bey down, because I, I, Sadiq Bey is one of the guys I really like in this draft. But what do you think about if they go the shooter route and they're in that range where I've seen him go? What do you think about your boy Neesmith with the Sacramento Kings this year? Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's a bad pick at all. I think that he's actually one of my comparisons for him when we did that episode was Buddy Heald. So it'd be kind of (laughs) funny if Buddy Heald left and they replaced him with Aaron Neesmith. But I think Aaron Neesmith is a Buddy Heald that plays better defense. So I think that fit makes a lot more sense for him. Yeah, I also, uh, I mean, guys, I really don't move the needle, but 
they do if they could use some more wing defenders. So I have a couple of guys who I feel like I have for a lot of teams, but Jay Crowder, who's having a really solid mm-hmm. season. Uh, and, and then Justin Holiday, another guy, kind of like a solid 3 and D guy. You know, I think a lot of these are... These are the same guys that you mentioned with pretty much every team that needs a win, some three-point shooting and win defense. So these are those two more guys that they don't really move the needle that much for the Kings. They kind of put them in the same situation. And like you said, they're not, you're not going to see anybody like you're not, I'm trying to just, you're not going to get an Anthony Davis. You're not going to get a Brandon Ingram. You're mm-hmm. not going to... The Kings, theoretically, have the money. They could throw a ton of money at Brandon... They, they could they could offer Brandon Ingram a max contract. Brandon mm-hmm. Ingram's not going to sign that offer sheet. Nope. <laughs> so, and that's the, that's the that's the unfortunate spot they have, they have in. I think... I think in order for a, a guy to want to sign with Sacramento, they're gonna the Sacramento is gonna have to show more improvement over the next year or two. And then I think in a couple years, when you see if De'Aaron Fox becomes a superstar, which he's not there yet, but he very well can be. I think mm-hmm. De'Aaron Fox has definitely has superstar potential in him. If he becomes a superstar, then maybe I can see another superstar possibly wanting to come to Sacramento. But yeah, they're they're a little bit away from that yet. They're kind of it's kind of unfortunate. They're kind of in a situation where they're they have a chance to compete for a final playoff spot, but that's about that's about all. Even it doesn't really there they there's really not nothing they can do to kind of vault themselves into the next level unfortunately yeah i think it'll be challenging as well and realistically even if they said okay we're gonna try to go trade for a superstar i don't know if they have the pieces to do that honestly you know if we were talking before we started demar Derozan potentially being traded from the spurs but they wanted a guy like that i mean realistically who are they going to give the spurs you know i don't really that Buddy Heald is probably their biggest trade asset. Yeah. And that how big of a trade asset is that with that contract? Right. Yep. So. Yeah, so looking forward, I'm not overly optimistic for the Kings. Not because I think this roster is terrible. I think it's a solid roster that could yeah. hover around 500. But the reality is when you look at this Western Conference and I start thinking to myself, who can the Kings be better than? I don't honestly know <laughs> the answer to that. I mean, the only team I would Timberwolves, probably. Well, I wouldn't. I don't. No, no. If if they the Timberwolves, you know, they're gonna they have a they have the number one pick, and then they have Towns and D'Angelo Russell. So I don't know. Timberwolves, the Timberwolves can the Timberwolves. You know, that's a different that's a different uh, area. But I don't. But they're gonna be better than some teams. But I don't know who. But they're gonna be better than some teams. Yeah, I know. That's the challenge with it. When you look at this Western Conference, I can probably make an argument for every single team to make the playoffs next season. I mean, I really think that I could. 
the Timberwolves, I think it'll be tough just because the number one overall pick will come in and he's not going to change the franchise on day one. So they could be better, but they're probably not going to make the playoffs. The Kings, I mean, if I was going to make an argument, I'd say the Kings could finish higher than the Timberwolves and maybe the Spurs, depending on what the Spurs do. I think uh, I think possibly the Suns as well, I think. Possibly. I think a lot of people are high on the Suns next year because they had this insane run in the bubble but that's the suns going eight no in the bubble isn't isn't really gonna who they are going into next season yeah yeah or maybe it is we'll see i mean we we don't really know i mean at least they have two young stars that they can build around i think that was a difference for them deandre Ayton. and i guess we'll talk about this later i don't even know why i'm saying this but he uh he improved a ton in the second half of the season so yeah. if he continues that they'll be dangerous but this is a tough western conference i definitely yeah. wouldn't have the kings in my playoff picture but they're a team that i would expect to kind of hover around 500 maybe with 35 or so wins which is kind of where they sat this season so i think that's a realistic expectation for them yeah i'm in a similar boat i mean they'll probably basically because i think for the most part they're gonna be the same team next year that they were this year they're gonna have similar pieces uh if they now i think the biggest thing is gonna be if they move Buddy Heald, what kind of return does that get? Which will probably be the most interesting aspect of their offseason. Is what who who what new pieces are they gonna have if they move Buddy Heald? So and that's the biggest that's the biggest offseason uh, storyline for him, I think. Yep. So I think that's it on the Kings episode. This ran a lot longer than I personally was anticipating. Been one of our longest episodes to date, but we appreciate everybody for listening. If you don't already, make sure you like the Fantasy Mafia on Facebook. You can check out our website, which has all of our article contents, and that's thefantasymafia.com. We also have been posting our podcast pretty consistently on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. So make sure you check all of that out. Uh, Also, everybody in this group already likes the Fantasy Hotspot, but make sure you invite your friends and keep the conversation going there. But we will see you guys for our next episode, which will be the Spurs. Yep.